The Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Well, hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. We're at the <laughs> Comedy Zone podcast. No intro. We're, this is acapella. That's how that's well, what acapella experience. here. The listeners will have heard the intro. They heard the intro. Yeah. All right. Well, at least I don't sound stupid at the top of the show. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Well, <laughs> I I'm here. I made it clear. Will, <laughs> will Jacobs uh, decided to uh, be cool this this week and he didn't want to be here. He's like, no, I'm going to go headline Stardome for the Will Jacobs show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but see, here's the thing, though. When did he. Like when do you, okay? So uh, he, we, he, he's known this for a while. Right. He told us today, I think. Right. When I texted and yes. said, "Hey, we're on for tonight," right? Right. Right. And then I get a text. Nope, I'm in Alabama headlining the Stardome yeah. for three days. I'm like, "Well, when were you going to tell us? Gonna, when did we not? All right. Listen, when you're when it's Will Jacobs, it just whatever. It's his show. We don't want to <laughs> pretend like. Um, but uh, so Will's not here. Good luck out there, Will. Stardome is a great show. We're, we're glad he has it. Brian, it's always nice to see you. Brian Baltashevitz, mm-hmm. the the uh, incomparable, and we got a special guest today. <laughs> one that I I am especially excited about our, our guest. I uh, can tell you're feeling your boobs. I know. Excited. <laughs> that was a little boob. That was a little. Up, I was reaching for nipples. <laughs> I got all boob. Uh, he's, he's a good friend of mine. We've worked together for years in a, a lot of yes. different capacities. A lot. <laughs> Wow, wow. Right? Yeah. A lot of yep. different ways. Got photos we, <laughs> for some. Some no. nudes. <laughs> That's uh, tasteful. The, uh, the, the super talented, the, uh, he's, he's comedy, Come on. he's a dramatic actor. Keep it going. Voiceover. There you go. Uh, underwear model. Yeah. <laughs> he's done. For the neighbors. <laughs> for the neighbors. That's right. Uh, he also is a, a very skilled podcaster as well. He's got a voice for radio. Thank you. Uh, everybody, uh, Brian LaFontaine is here. Oh, yeah, yes. This is especially exciting for me. I even put an X in that, especially. Uh, we've been buddies for a long time. I've looked we up to you about been. for a lot of a lot of different ways. We, That's uh, awfully nice of you to say. I really appreciate it. I, I, thanks for having me. This is this is great. I, I really don't. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, I think it's great that Brian asked me to come here. And, yeah. um, so I don't know what to expect. Well, I uh, you know maybe some people know what you've done and what you haven't done, but we're gonna let's let's do the podcast thing where we find out who you are and, okay. and where you're from and uh, and all that. Are you from <laughs> where are you? If you're not from North Carolina, no, 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 that would be embarrassing <laughs> no, if that no, were the case. No, no. Where are you no from? Uh, I'm from Rhode Island. That's uh, okay. yeah, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. Uh, but I've been down here for the better part of well, all yeah, all of my adult life pretty much. So no, North Carolina is good. We like it. <laughs> it's only a joke. That's Everybody funny. relax. Nobody's from Rhode Island. That's what I've heard. Is no, that, no, well, there's not enough room for people to live <laughs> from Rhode Island. Once someone's born, someone has to Yeah, it's like a timeshare, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. There's like nine people that live there, and we all rotate seasonally. Uh, are you a big fan of uh, Family Guy? Does that hit home for you? Is that a, a show? That... I do like Family Guy, although I Me haven't too. watched it in a while. But yeah, I, sure, there is no... Uh, Quahog, North Carolina, uh, North Carolina, Rhode yeah. Island uh, doesn't exist. It's all made up. And what? All that stuff is yeah. 
fake, but um, I know now it's ruined. The yeah, magic's yeah. gone now. Suck the show. It's a great name it. for a town, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a great great the Quahog is, yes. is yes. pretty fantastic. Were there? I mean, were there Peter, Peter Griffins in your life growing up? I mean, is that caricature somewhat oh, accurate? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, he did a he did a really good job of capturing kind of the the local flavor. Well, I mean, but wow. they're everywhere. It's not just sure. in Rhode Island, but you throw that accent on there and, yeah. the, and the way he talks and stuff like that, and it just makes for great television. Yeah. And he's just really smart, too. He is <laughs> super smart. Uh, so, all right, so you, you, most of your adult life, you're down here. Yeah. And, uh, uh, a short time in in Los Angeles um, back in 99, a few years in New York um, up to 2011, but for the most part was always at least based out of here. Always had a home mm-hmm. here, had connections here, had friends Things like Your that. Brothers here in town. Yeah, my brothers here. Do you claim him? I don't know if people know you have a brother and that you I like have, him. Well, I have several. Do you? I, I don't do. think I knew that. Yeah, actually. I have three brothers and a sister, and oh. uh, and Kevin is the only one who's uh, who's bold enough to be living here in Charlotte. The oh, rest awesome. of them are still in Rhode Island. Oh, really? They're yeah. still up there. Uh, yep. They didn't get out. They didn't. Nobody. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. There's Looks no really escape. Well, I, I I look up to you as an actor. You've been doing this for a long time. Oh, thank you. And uh, done some great things. But we were insignificant others. Is that's we when we did. met. Right? That is when we met. Okay. It was All insignificant right. others. Now, did you have you been an actor since you left? Since you were young? Is that something you always knew you wanted no, to do? No, 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 no. I've I've talked about this uh, in a few other interviews. Um, I went to. I He's got ripping to, on my question. If you guys no, didn't hear that, everybody asked me. Everyone that well, wants to know. I, I apologize for people <laughs> who have heard this information before. Um. I got to North Carolina uh, on a golf scholarship. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, well, for the listeners, they know that I'm not a fan of the golf, but that's okay. Listen, some people have to I'm not a fan of it either. It. <laughs> <laughs> that you were a golf scholar, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I sucked. Did you? Yeah, I sucked. They took my scholarship back uh, my sophomore year. They were like, you're Ooh. not good. Oh, my God. We would, like the, we would like the money back, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, they took my scholarship back, kicked <laughs> me off the team. Um, well, a, not kick me off the team. It wasn't that low, violent. Low, it was I like uh, you, you didn't. You're not good enough to play. They're like, what's your handicap? Yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> this club, <laughs> this club, <laughs> this club, <laughs> this arm. Keeping um, it the fairway. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so that's how I ended up in North Carolina. So, and then I started doing stand up after that. Shortly after wow, that, okay. you know, natural transition. Yes, yeah. S- student athlete, and then do stand up comedy. When that doesn't yeah, I just work got out. kicked in the balls. I feel like, terrible about <laughs> no, my life. I'm and gonna things. go tell everybody I'm about go. it. Yeah, <laughs> and then that led into acting. Um, after I graduated, I was you know still here, and um, in the early '90s, there was the big film and television mm-hmm. industry here, which I had no idea, but other people did, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you come and do this?" Hmm. So yeah, the acting thing. Did that come after stand up? Yeah. No, real? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. you started trying out stand up. What'd you do? Hit some open mics and then oh, you yeah. just dug I, in? It was mostly, when I first started out doing stand up, it was mostly in uh, Providence and in the Boston area because okay. that's where I'm from. So I was still in college at the time. So when I would go home for summer and uh, Christmas break, I would go and work the clubs there. And then during the school year, at the time, this is when the Comedy Zone was still over on Independence. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's where it yes. started up there. Yeah. And um, I was part of the. Uh, the college union board, the student activities committee at Catawba, where I went to school. And so, you know, <laughs> you were a nerd. No, no, oh, actually, I wasn't. Sorry, sorry, I really that's wasn't. Me. That's I, yeah. I'm, as a nerd, I'm, that's okay. Because we, we brought in all the uh, comedians and performers and things like uh, that. So that was cool because there wasn't too much going on at Catawba at the time. Yeah. yeah like none of our sports, te- our soccer team was good. The rest of our sports teams were not very good. So we yeah. didn't have a lot to be excited about. So, you know, you bring in a recognizable comedian and they're like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we had connections, um, you know, through doing that, that uh, there was somebody working for Creative Entertainment, which I guess ran the Comedy Zone at the time, that was able to get me in for open mics there. And so, oh, wow, yeah, okay. I, yeah I, I used to uh, do open mics at the old Comedy Zone way wow, back in the old days. look at that. I know, That's right? great. Like 1991. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good long 92. time ago. That's before my time. Uh, yeah. I, I only knew the, the College Street Club, and but I only as a patron there, and yeah. then... Once they moved down here is when I started doing it. It was hard to find for a while. Like, it was moving yeah. all over the place. It was like, where the hell did the comedy zone go? <laughs> <laughs> had to play whack-a-mole with the comedy <laughs> <laughs> So you did it here for a while, and then you did go to L.A., but then you started doing, you started be acting. Yeah. Training. The, yes, um, because at the time, you know, the comedy zone was the only thing that was going on in Charlotte that I was aware of. Pretty you know, sure it was. A lot of the other rooms that, are, that exist right now didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So um, there was there weren't a lot of opportunities. There were even less opportunities I felt for stand up comedy. Uh, so my roommate at the time said, "Hey, you should go and audition for the next show at Theater Charlotte because you know you'd be perfect." And they were doing Brighton Beach Memoirs and Broadway Bound, which was the first and third part of the Neil Simon trilogy. And um, I was like, "All right," because I had just graduated from school. I was doing nothing, being a bum, and I went and auditioned. And Lon Baumgartner yeah. was directing the shows. Wow! And he cast me as the lead in both shows. No kidding! And that was it. He never hired you again. Oh, uh, oh! You mean yeah. that's was you just <laughs> had the buck? He, he didn't even really <laughs> hire me then. It was community theater. Everybody was working for oh, free. Oh, gotcha. There was no hiring. Um, but no, Judy Simpson Cook was in the cast, and at the time, she was an agent with JTA, and she was like, "You're." Like yeah. <laughs> she was like, you're coming with me. And um, so that's how I got uh, picked up fantastic. by the agency and then you know, started auditioning shortly after that. And 26 years later. Look at that. Look at that. I'm Look sitting in here with you. Sitting here. You made it. You made it. I do. I like this because, and we can kind of circle back around, but I, I'm, I'm one of the comics in town who's saying you've got di- do as much as you can do. Do stand up. Get into acting. Do a podcast. Yes. Do all this. Do yes. all these different things. I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it, at the very least, you're never going to regret doing it. And I'm thinking from a comics perspective. More Absolutely, so, I mean, you're obviously an, a, a seasoned actor, but but I mean, it, but it comes back to you doing comedy. You've got that experience doing that too. And yep. in Insignificant Others, by the way, which I, you can find, it's out there. I couldn't tell you where exactly. I couldn't either. To find, it's to at find my it. house. Is that, <laughs> if you come to my house, I've got you a copy watch it on DVD. At, at, uh, Every night at nine o'clock. That's right. And I, I sit there and cry. I'm positive it's out there. I'm gonna have to figure that out, Brian. Then we could put it on the post. Yeah, I'll see if I can. Uh, but it, you, you do stand up in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I know that was which pretty is, crazy. Uh, yeah. Fairly interesting way to anyway bring it back around. So you so you go to LA. I'm curious how much comedy you were doing. Like I, I a again, little bit out there. This I wasn't like, out there that long in the grand scheme of things. And mm-hmm. I went out there, you know, hot and heavy to continue yeah. pursuing the acting stuff. And I at that point I hadn't done stand up in a while because again I was coming from Charlotte and. In the 90s, there really wasn't, there was very limited opportunities. So, um, but I knew that once I got there, that if things weren't working out, that was the one, you know, avenue that I could pursue. Because still at that time, if you were willing to stand on the sidewalk long enough Mm -hmm. and sign up, you you can get five minutes on stage. Or if you can go and pass out flyers and bring in X number of people, then you can get five minutes on stage at, you know, uh, the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store or uh, there were a bunch of clubs, obviously, in L.A. Yeah. and all over Especially the place. Especially in the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I did it, um, you know, I started writing again and it, the material actually 
seemed to come very easily at the time because living in Los Angeles uh, was wealth, just well, <laughs> wealth of horrible, material. just <laughs> horrible. I was totally yeah. a fish out of water. It was, it was something that I am so grateful that I experienced. But wow, it's I I dropped down to 125 pounds. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I was. I, during that year, I was the definition of the struggling actor artist. Yeah, yeah in a big giant market, I would go to McDonald's. Um, that's on, uh, just that statement alone, right? Yeah, let you know how bad right. it was. Yeah. Yes, uh, at the time, McDonald's was doing one dollar hamburgers or something like that, or fifty cent hamburgers, oh. and, I, and I would go and buy ten of them, oh my and I would God. feed myself for the week. No kidding. Yeah, like it was Jesus. that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. bad. I was going to the dollar store for groceries. And wow. yeah, I didn't realize how bad it you was. Were just a, but, but really glamorous, though. It's really, yeah. really glamorous. Really, oh, the glamour. Oh, I looked great. Yeah. I mean, I was slim. <laughs> you were a, cra- you were a you crackhead see, without the habit. You could see every rib. That's all it was. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. Yep. And I stepped on the scale one day. Just I was over, actually, uh, at a buddy's house, and I went in to take a piss, and they had a bathroom scale. And I was like, oh, let me see how much I weigh. <laughs> 125. And Nothing. I was like, oh, I, like I, I freaked out. No kidding. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, something's really, this is way worse than I thought. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you do, obviously, I mean, you can't, how do you, you look back on that? Uh, Irreplaceable. I wouldn't change it for, for anything. It was an amazing life experience. Uh, It's really significant chapter in my life. I ended up coming back to North Carolina with actually a shit ton of confidence, as weird as that may sound, because it was like, (laughs) I survived it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I learned so much just by being out there and seeing what it was like and just interacting or whatever that I came back and I was like, (laughs) I was like the guy that's like, you have no idea what I've seen. <laughs> you don't know what it's like there. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, man. That's right. You were that you were there in the '90s, and to me, that's I, I look at that as a heyday, both for comedy and for. I mean, it's when the best movies were being made, yeah, some of the best TV was being being made. I think that's right. fantastic. So you come back here not with your tail between your legs. I, I didn't even mean to even say that, no. but you came back with confidence, saying this is you still wanted to be an actor. You still wanted yep. to pursue what you were doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like you said, fast forward 26 years and you are easily the, one of the more recognizable sort of established comics coming out of here, which is you're, exciting. I'm going to buy you a pony. Do it. You're very sweet. Do it. No, it, but, it's, but it's true. I mean, you're the, you have, a, this is a good time to bring up the podcast where you, mm-hmm. you have a podcast and jump in whenever you want to sure. explain it better than I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have seen it. Yep. You may you have may seen. seen. You may have it. seen. Uh, where you have different actors who are at least regional, if not even local, a lot of locals are in there too. Yeah. Where you might recognize them from different exactly. movies and TV. Exactly. I mean, you know. A lot of people aren't aware at how big the industry is in the Southeast and that a lot of the talent lives right next door to you yeah. in some cases. Um, and they've been a part of some of the your favorite shows and movies, you know, in much smaller roles or in supporting roles or even, you know, just one-liners. Um, or, or they've been in the show and they got cut out or <laughs> their lines got cut and they're just sitting there in a chair or whatever it is. But these people are just as committed, passionate, um, Hungry, uh, dedicated to the industry, and 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 telling these stories and being a part of this as any famous person, you know, any yeah. A-list celebrity um, or even just recognizable uh, name celebrity, and they don't get that, you know, the same kind of recognition. Like I, I say in the opening of the show, you know, we're part of the the list of names that scrolls by at the end credits at lightning speed, but we're still there 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. show doesn't happen without it you. It doesn't happen without us. So, right. you know. Well, and you're most actors. Most actors are not Clooney and Pitt and Julia exactly. Roberts and all. Most actors right. are, like you said, in the open <laughs> top number four. And then, and right. Then, you know. Right. And, and again, you're talking about shows that, uh, I mean, I look at the, our, our cast of Insignificant Others. Mm-hmm. The people who are on that and that movie are on everything. Walking Dead. Uh, Stranger right, Things. Right, 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 right. I mean, yes. It, it's Keith Harris like, on The Walking Dead. Brett Gentile was on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Hunky Burgess was on The Young and the Restless <laughs> the Young for and a the year. Restless. That's right. Yeah, he was yeah. a soap opera stud for a year. It's like that's uh, yeah. They're here. They're here in Charlotte. You're one yep. of those guys. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. You were you and it. So I I, like, I bring up Stranger Things because I'm the nerd about it. I love it. That was great. That was a good experience working on that show. I loved it. That show yeah. was fantastic. Those guys were having such a great time, and you could tell that they knew. They were a part of something really, really special. Like, yeah, they all showed up on set, just like, yay! <laughs> working. Is that right? Yeah, David Harbour is such a great guy. Um, yeah, so much fun to work with. Where's that? Where's that shoot? I'm assuming it's that's Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that's in Atlanta. It's a good time to bring that up. That's right. Uh, right. We, we hope Atlanta will still be Atlanta in uh, another six months to a year, though. Do we? Oh do we God. know? Is this? Is I, it's taboo to bring it up. It's taboo to, for it to be in. Congress. I mean, you know, we can talk about it a little. You guys can decide whether or not you want to use it. But it's it's and it's just my opinion. I honestly don't know that much of the ins and outs because I'm trying to stay away from it because I'm afraid my head's going to explode. Yeah. But. I feel honestly that the industry is just as guilty as whatever political bullshit is going on right now. It's just like, look, yeah. if you guys want to make hay out of this to to where you're going to be jeopardizing people's jobs, mm-hmm. then you've got to take some responsibility in it as sure. well. What's going on with, you know, the abortion bills and things like that? That's a whole nother subject and I trust me, I have my opinions and I, you know, would love to talk about it, but um I think that they also have to, again, take some responsibility and say, if these people lose their jobs, that's because we decided that's right. to balk and go somewhere mm-hmm. else. We decided to let this interfere. Right. You know. And that's what happened in North Carolina. So this is so I, I you know, people on the show know I've, I've worked uh, in the film industry for mm-hmm. 19 years here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a long time. And I was uh, I was pretty severely affected when they pulled the, oh, yeah. uh, the incentives. It's and, terrible. And, and a lot of the work just disappeared a lot of friends family went away my mm-hmm. my folks their their business at the time was 50% of that was film business mm-hmm. well that's all gone so now they're working harder you know struggling and stuff so so we went through that here you yeah. i'm sure suffered as, as more than the average sort of person and now now georgia and atlanta specifically is going to be affected by it. it's kind of tough it's a little hard to experience it over again it's a little little ptsd i think you know yeah. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully that, that sticks around. I, know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anybody exciting uh, coming up on the show that you <laughs> in, on your podcast? That um, you're... I have uh, uh, next episode that's going to be released, which uh, will be next Tuesday, the 30th, uh, is a guy named Lane Garrison. And Lane used to be on uh, Prison Break. Oh, right. On the show okay. Prison yeah. Break. Yeah. <laughs> he played tweener. Yeah. He was kind of like, I guess he was kind of like the bitch, the prison bitch on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and he was also, he's, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on some of the other stuff that he's done, but uh, he actually was just in a movie called The Iron Orchard that uh, a good friend of mine produced as well, which is how I got connected to him to uh, do the interview. So, um, so yeah, it's just another, another really wonderful story. This is a guy that's gone through some really, really tragic moments in his life, and, you know, he's still a young guy. I think he's only like 38 or 39, and has been able to truly persevere and get past it to where he is now, which is sober with a beautiful daughter, wow. succeeding. I don't want to give all the way, give away yeah, all, yeah. The, all, <laughs> this, all the story, but um, yeah, this guy went through some stuff that 
there's very few people that I think would have survived it. Yikes. Yeah. Well, so that's I, exciting. Yeah. And that's what I feel about every interview that I do with someone is that everyone's story is really, really interesting. Um, some are really interesting in, in regards to stuff that they've experienced or lived through. Carl McIntyre being another example. Yeah, I interviewed right. Carl, and, you know, Carl had a stroke, and boom, his life changed on a dime. Yeah. Um, and to see where he is now and how he's been able to to work with that and manage that and live with that and, you know, grow from it uh, yeah. and do what he's doing, which is just amazing. And, again, because Carl McIntyre is not George Clooney, he's not going to get the recognition or the ability to tell his story or share his story under most circumstances. So that's what I wanted to do for as many people as I could wow. with the podcast. So. That's uh, that's exciting. Tell, wh- tell everybody where they can see it. Uh, yes, the show, uh, the podcast again is called "You May Have Seen," and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places you find your podcasts. It'll be there. Queen City Podcast Network. Queen City Podcast Network. that was that's right, right on cue, Brian. Nicely <laughs> yeah, done. So maybe we'll take a quick break because then we'll yeah. come back because there was a a, a uh, show just came out recently. You and a bunch of people from Charlotte were in. I wanted to bring that up. Uh, I'll, I'll, that's alright you have a okay. funny look on your face we'll talk about that and also I was in Spain so maybe you, you got maybe we could chat about that for a minute something mm-hmm. I was laugh my ass off about please could you make fun of me please alright yeah. we'll be right back soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity this is a 60 second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Admit it, staying informed is hard. There is so much information, it's hard to find content that speaks right to you. And local radio has left Charlotte behind. What if there was one place where you could find news, entertainment, sports, music, food, and comedy created in and all about the place you call home? This is the Charlotte Newsmakers Podcast. The Charlotte Podcast. This is John. And this is Miller. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte, the Yelp Charlotte Podcast. Welcome to Fun With Failure. This is your man, Colin Cole, and I'm bringing to you the Players Report. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. All right, we're back with Prime After Prime. The Advent Coworking Podcast. 1K, the 1,000-second podcast. Another episode of Cheers, Charlotte. Thanks for being with us. My name's Brian LaFontaine. This is You May Have Seen. This is the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina, changing the way Charlotte listens at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.
All right, everybody, we are back. That was an amazing break. Thanks, Brian. Balto had to go to the bathroom, so we had to. That didn't happen. I'm sorry. I don't even know why I said that. No, I went this morning. Why would I have to you go are. again today? <laughs> Whoa, you need. You might need to go to the doctor. <laughs> that doesn't sound yeah. right. He's good for the week. <laughs> I'm good. You're like a camel. <laughs> It's a terrible thing to say. All right. He's a big guy. We can, we can scratch all this out, right? <laughs> nope. Start. Fresh. It all stays. Okay. All right. all right. We're all in here. All right. We're back. This is great. Uh, Brian LaFontaine is with us. Very funny. Very talented man. He's my hero. We have we have beers. We do. We have beers sometimes. We have, yep. We talk about our purses and our, our, our mm-hmm. emotional lives and feelings. And we yes, do. we drink beer. And um, mm-hmm. Am I allowed to tell people that you help me with auditions as well? No. No, oh, well, I won't, we no. won't talk about. No, we are not. I mean, no, uh, no you are allowed to. <laughs> oh, talk I'm allowed to talk about it. Okay. I'm, 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 am I allowed to say that you tried to help me get back into stand up and I, you know, <laughs> you failed <did> great. miserably? <laughs> no, no. See, all right, now we're getting into I it. Know, I right. wasn't going to bring it up, so you did. So, Brian, this has kind of happened that you talked. Hey, I'm going to. We're oh, gonna yeah. looking back, getting yep. back into it. And uh, you worked hard for weeks and weeks and weeks, months and months and months. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then Before you did one show up. that yeah. you were just like, I'm, I'm, "This is that was, was bad. It was this is a real problem." Yeah. And then you came yeah. back, and then you had like multiple shows in a row. And one in, in particular, yeah. where you brought the brought the house down. It was a great show, and and I could see in your face you were like, "All right, I'm done. Okay." Yeah. Uh, it was pretty close it, to you being like, you "It know. was." It, and I know we've talked about this. It's the strangest thing when I used to do it. You know, when I first started out, I used to get that rush, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if, if the atmosphere has changed in the whole club scene or, you know, pseudo club scene. Um, mm-hmm. It just used to feel so different. And it's been, you know, for all intents and purposes, I guess, 20 years since uh, since the last time I was I was doing it on a semi-regular basis. So coming back and working some of the rooms here again, it just... it. I didn't, even when it went well, I was like, oh, good, that was fun. But it, it didn't leave me like, oh, I've got to yeah. get back up there. Right. Yeah, it didn't happen. That feeling didn't happen. I think you have to have that. So honestly, I would agree, yeah. Out would of respect that. for the comedians, you know, I was like, well, then I, I don't think I'm the guy to be here because mm-hmm. there are people that, you know, you guys live and breathe it and like, sure, yeah. yes, yeah. I'm... My life doesn't depend on it, and I think your life has to depend on it in order to do it well. I would agree. Really, I yes. also, th- I also feel, if I may, that I think may. there was a certain part of of that experience for you. Where you, I think you wanted to be tested. I think you wanted to feel the rush of having to start over, mm-hmm. write some material, create yeah. some, create some. Like you I'm know, a very different person now than I yeah. was, you know, in my twenties. Right. So I wanted to see what I would you know, would want to say or what I'd have to say or what people mm-hmm. would be interested in hearing me talk about. Um, but I do. I, I, I wish I felt differently about, you know, my experience in that environment. I, I wish I felt differently. I thought it was pretty great. I mean, to me, it felt like a very clear beginning, oh, middle, and end. Your development totally. of what, what material you did mm-hmm. and what you realized maybe didn't work or you right. didn't feel was what you wanted to mm-hmm. say. You pulled back on some stuff. Yeah. Then you, re- I mean, you had a whole bunch of new stuff from the last time I saw you. I was yeah. like, oh shit, he's been doing homework. I mean, <laughs> he's right. been working. You're right. There, w- yeah. there was there was a, a, an, a, a visible arc to it yeah. from where I started to the last set that I did, yeah. for, sure. for I, sure. To me, there's a, a little small piece of me says that you went and did really well and you were like, all right, I can breathe easy a little bit. I, I can do this. I it was right. very, it was a very successful yes. night and yes. I think there was some satisfaction of that yes. and I think you For also sure. recognizing that maybe that that wasn't what you necessarily wanted to do right combination of those things maybe yeah. you were like you could walk away it was good for you man it was good but it was fun to watch it was fun for us to hang out and yes talk shop crazy and, respect to all you guys yeah. and what you do totally 
Uh, thank you. Thanks. You're great. So I brought up before, uh, before the break, mm -hmm. uh, and you told me the name of it because I forgot. <laughs> Man on the Moon? From the Earth. From the Earth to the Moon. I said it wrong three times. Man on the Moon was the Andy Kaufman. That was, you were not in that one. Okay. All right. From the Earth to the Moon. Yes, from the Earth to the Moon. Which they just replayed because Apollo 11 was the... Yeah, the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, which I didn't even realize that until I saw that HBO had From the Earth to the Moon back on. They haven't had it on there for years. And I'm like, they've got every other fucking series they've ever done. Why don't they have From the Earth to the Moon on there? It won every Emmy Award, SAG Award, all that stuff. So I'm like, why the hell is that not on there? And then all of a sudden it pops up and I'm... Oh, 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So yeah, um, they re-released it. It was out in 1998. It was the first real big TV gig that I ever got, and it was unbelievable. It was one of those things where it's like, wow, I don't know how it can get any better from here. Yeah. And in some regards, I'm not sure it has. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. Like, you know... The role was perfect for me. The production was insanely good. They treated everybody like, you know, like kings. It was just a really, really wonderful, wonderful You experience. flew first class on, on your first flight. I did uh, not. I did. I, I flew coach. Um, but uh, I, <laughs> I flew. I meant the show. Oh. I meant the show was like a first class <laughs> show. I mean, I, no, because we shot it in Florida. I had to fly down there. Very literal. Down. Yes. Right. Very. That's right, man. Yeah. I was there. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> And they re-released it, and so I got to. Um, I started watching it again the other night, and I was like, "Wow, I forgot how good the show was." Yeah, right. And again, like uh, we were talking about, there are several other actors from the area yeah. that were a part of that show. Um, so My, uh, who was it? Mike, uh, Rob, Mike, Mike Harding, Harding, Rob, Rob Trebelier, yep, Tim Parati, Tim Parati, Keith Harris. That's look at that. Yeah, I mean, and there were there were many others. They shot it in Florida. They cast it out of uh, out of Wilmington. So there are a lot of North Carolina and Georgia actors who, and I'm sure South Carolina as well, who were a part of that show. And it, it, honestly, it takes me back to, again, I hate saying the good old days, but... Um, <laughs> well, certainly not today, so you're allowed to say that. Right? Yeah. Um, whereas so much of the show was comprised of, you know, local and regional actors, right. you know? And I don't feel like that's happening as much anymore. Mm -hmm. The, the industry is just getting, it's getting harder and harder and harder and harder. Yeah. You know, it really is. Yeah, the world gets smaller, and something about yep. that seems to elbow out the, the regional guys. That's sort of yep. my, my quick take on it. But you mentioned uh, Tim Parati. Mm -hmm. So when I moved here, uh, again, about 19 years ago or so, I... Uh, yeah, I know where you're yeah. going. You know, yes, okay. you did. Yeah, so I, I, so I was very much a novice filmmaker at the time when I, you know, doing little things, and then I, then I got into the business. Right. I moved down there sort of to get into this. Wow. So I started, you know, I would be a production assistant on some things, and then started doing some short films. Wanted to do my own. Yep. And I found out that, you know, the this amazing character from A Time to Kill, yes, Tim Parati, yes, was a that's a big. I mean, I assume it's a big one for him. I, uh, he's done oh, yeah. so many things, and he's like a pivotal, huge like role yeah. in that movie. He still gets recognized for that. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah. And and since and so I, I did this short film that I'm really proud of, and I had like David Dwyer was in it, right? And, uh, another great, another actor. great actor. He you should have him on the show. He's fantastic. Uh, he lives in Nashville. He's Is Knoxville, I believe. No, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably not quite local enough for, yeah. for your show. Yeah, okay. But that's good mm -hmm. to know. It's good mm -hmm. to know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I found out Tim was here and uh, I reached out to him and he said he would do it and I was like 
I was literally like a kid running around. I was like, I can't believe Tim Bry's going to do my short film. This is amazing. And since then, I've become friends with him. I consider yep. him a good friend, and yep. I see him out all the time. And it's He's like the greatest guy. He's this brilliant artist. And yes, he is. been working in uh, theater and still acting, yeah. obviously. And We ah. were roommates for four years. We lived together for four really? years. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, so you know, you know the real. Oh, variety. I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> oh, ominous, <laughs> ominous. That was great. Uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, Brian, did you say you? Had <coughs> what was mm, two questions about from the Earth to the Moon? What was your character in From the Earth to the Moon? Uh, my my character name was Young Engineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I mean, so you played though, an Asian guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, is that was it, should I not? It's a little, little racist, <laughs> but sure, a little. I'm just gonna glaze if, right if over. If you listen that. to our show, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's well. Remember, this it was, was on brand. This was yeah. this was the 1960s. They weren't allowed <laughs> right. to work for NASA that's back then. True. That's, yeah, that's yeah, right. Um, yeah. So my the episode that I was in was uh, the fifth episode called Spider, which was about the uh, designing of the lunar module. So you know, I was I was basically I had a nice two scene uh, part on there and one scene was by myself which was even wow. co- like I didn't realize the significance of that until after it was over oh my god yeah they established me uh, in the in the show by myself and I'm like whoa that's whoa. really cool that um, so uh, they're going through all these tests of the lunar module and you know of course test fails test fails test fails test fails test fails and then you know they just kind of like ah fuck this and then it cuts to me in the middle of the night I you love know, these cliff notes are great yeah. they're like <laughs> ah fuck this yeah fuck this uh, this shit's broken <laughs> we're not getting to the moon <laughs> once they get up there they're stuck there <laughs> and um, and yeah apparently I'm the one who's responsible for like a lot of the tests going poorly oh really <laughs> oh, yeah, you see, wow you see this you see so. this young engineer like his, his drafting cable in the engineer's room and he's like you know going and going scribbling and scribbling and scribbling he's just like oh shit it was me you know and then, <laughs> oh, and then my cut God. to him sitting me sitting in the uh, room with Matt Craven who's a career you know character actor wonderful actor who was the main character in that episode and you know it's just that whole scene of me explaining it to him and me thinking that he's gonna fire me and he tells me to go home and get some rest Oh, go and get some rest. Yeah. And then we're going to fire you. Uh, I'm sure that that's what happened. I'm sure that dude got reassigned to like the janitorial staff or something like that. But yeah, it was a really, really great, great time. And then Graham Yost was the director. He was a supervising producer on on From the Earth to the Moon, but he's the guy that wrote Speed. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He was a really great guy. And those guys just flipped when they worked with me. I mean, it was, you know... I'm telling you what the experience was. It's yeah. not me being, you know, egocentric because I was not expecting it at all. I was, you know, 27 years old and we're sitting there and we're doing this really, you know, pivotal scene mm-hmm. and after the takes are done, they're looking at each other and they're like, we wasted this guy. Oh, no kidding. Like, wow. We should have used him for something bigger. They're like, wow, that was amazing. And he wrote me this really wonderful handwritten note when no the show kidding. was over and mailed it to me. And I was like, this is, like, that's why I'm like, it can't get any better than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dawson's wow. Creek didn't write me no note when yeah. I was done. <laughs> you know, even Stranger Things. I didn't get a gift basket from yeah, them. Right? Oh, my God. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, when you, when it came back then, do you get a residual check? I'm sure that or? I will at some point. You know the residual checks, Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, really. Know. Wow, you get, the yeah. farm is safe. <laughs> um, and, and even even more so with uh, like HBO and Netflix because they're based on a subscription as opposed to reruns. You right. know, um, but yes, I will get I will get a residual check. I'm sure. I have no idea what it will be. Um, I'm hoping it will be halfway decent because they actually re-release the entire series. So maybe that will be. 
something, but right. you know, you're, you're not maybe getting a new car out of this. But <laughs> <that's> <laughs> no, all right, no. you might get a cup of coffee. Yeah, perfect. Maybe. I might be able to buy both of you guys a cup of coffee. Ooh. Look at that. I might be able. I to. look forward to that. Make yeah, no promises. There's nothing better than from the Earth <laughs> to the Moon coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, NASA coffee is the best. NASA coffee yeah. is the best. Yeah. Coffee. Oh. Uh, follow-up question. Yes. Then. Um, a lot of uh, listeners to this podcast may recognize you. Mm-hmm. Or would recognize you, perhaps, as the doctor, and I know you play doctors in a few different things, but <laughs> as the doctor who could not save Connie Britton's character in Nashville. That is true. Yes. I uh, let Connie Britton die. I let her die because she you. wanted to. <laughs> she really, <laughs> she really, she really wanted, wanted to. She did not want to live. <laughs> yeah, it raised hell on uh, social media and online, yeah. apparently, right after that. Uh, it, it, am, am I allowed to, to, to make fun of every gay guy that I ever know? Up, uh, sure. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after that... <laughs> sure. It, well, I guess it just... Shows yeah, you know, the, who the, the audience is, yeah. but it was like every woman and every gay guy that I know <laughs> sending me messages and emails no going like, how could you let her die? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I had no idea wow. that the show was such a big deal, but it was a big deal. I am not going to lie, the first two seasons I, I was in, I locked in the first two seasons. A lot of people were. Yeah, it, it's, it became a different show. Uh, my opinion doesn't matter, but... When yeah. Connie yeah. Britton died? Yeah, yeah. 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 that's when I lost interest. And now it's off the air. <laughs> Tank the whole rest yeah. of the show. That's what happens when you kill your number one. Wasn't yes. it on like three different networks? Like, didn't, wasn't it on like ABC well, and ABC, then Nash? Or, and then, uh, well, t- ABC bounced it, and then yeah. t- CMT, CMT picked it, picked it up. Right. Yeah. And then I think it was just on Hulu or something, or... Uh, yeah, like it, w- it was like only on Hulu for the final season. I something. wish I was on a show that was just on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been that'd be nice. Yeah. Are you excited about anything coming up? Do you have any roles you can maybe not talk about? I you can be coy about. Do, I do not. I have. Okay. I, I will be honest with you, Jason King. I have not uh, worked on anything since Dynasty in oh, December. Nice. Yes, that was last Good. December. Oh, oh, nice. Glad I glad working. I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But again, it's just a, it's just a testament to how difficult the business is yeah. man it's just like you know i've had my share of auditions but it's literally and i talk about this in almost every podcast episode that comes up with you know with another actor that i interview it's you and a thousand other people mm. for that role yeah right so what do you do what right. is what do you have to do to book a job like what is well, it going to take to make you stand out in that one in a thousand sure you know to me the uh, the audition that whole process to me is extremely intimidating and it's yeah. it's just I don't think it's it's just never been easy for me uh, I'm I'm an infant in this game but it's uh, it's really impressive I mean do you work on auditions yourself do you oh, yeah. is that like part of yeah. your routine is just you I I know when I mean when, when an audition comes in I spend a lot of time with it I yeah. really do I really really do because right. I know it's like if I don't put the work in then the guy after me it's gonna and sure. it's gonna be easy for them to move on and you know I, I think there's you know, there's certainly a mentality of, well, just hire me and I'll be fine. Come on, right. trust yeah. me, I can do it. You know, and I've certainly felt yeah. that way. Like I, I'm sure I can do this. Just you know me. <laughs> you know I can do you it. You want a short guy? <laughs> I'm a short guy. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, they want you to make it so easy for them that they don't even have to try. They just want to yeah. go that guy. I mean, and that's usually what you hear when somebody books a job or when someone casts you they say you're the guy they don't say you're the actor they say you're the guy mm-hmm. so you have to be it yeah so there I, I hear things and i and i've been sent things where it's you know like uh brian cranston saying you want to go in you're solving the problem for them yeah mm-hmm. you want to make it 
yours. Right. So they can make the smart decision of hiring right. you. And that so that's why I think you have to spend so much time working on your auditions, preparing them, being as prepared as you can be. Um, because if you half-ass it in any way, it's going to show and yeah. they're going to move on. I would say in terms of uh, industries, uh, the one that probably uh, is worse than comedy in terms of rejection uh, is probably being an actor. Uh, yeah. Have you, over the years, uh, what's your experience with uh, managing rejection? Because that's, I mean... It takes, a, it, uh, for me, it just took a long time. Um, every audition meant everything in the world, you know, hung on to it uh, with every ounce of my being. Did I book it? Did you hear anything? <laughs> you know, I was a huge pain in the ass, I'm sure, uh, like a lot of other actors. And then just with time, you know, you do, you learn that. you like, you can't, you got to let it go. You've got to do it send it out into the ether and just forget about it. Yeah. And it just, it takes time. It takes time to do that. There are still some that I hold on to. You know, you send it out and you're like, God, if they don't fucking cast me, they're stupid. But you have no idea what they're basing their decisions on. Right. You know, there's so many things that are just so arbitrary and completely out of your control that, you know, you can do the best work. You can be the best actor in the audition and still not get the job. Right. You know. Yeah, that that is, uh, I mean... I think you and I have, you know, not here, but I've talked about that a lot of right. times. It's just like you can't, you can't hang, you can't wait. No, nope. <laughs> you have to move, nope. go, move you on with move your on. life. That's right, and you yeah. have to have a life too. You have to have sure. a life outside of the industry, or you will, you'll lose your mind. Yeah. What was it? Not long ago, when the, I think it was at Carlton from uh, the Fresh Prince, where they he was wasn't he working at a supermarket or something? Star wasn't it Starbucks or uh, uh, Trader Joe's or something? Yeah, like it was Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah. Oh, oh no, it wasn't no, Carlton. Uh, no, it was dude from the Cosby Show. From the Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. feeling so bad for that guy because mm -hmm. the very simple reason of of course that guy has a job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he was probably living it up during the Cosby Show, but that that guy of course he's got a job. Yeah. No, I mean I've got I've got a good friend right now. I'm not going to say his name who lives here in town was a very 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 successful voiceover actor. And he's he's a little bit older, but he's I mean this is a guy that used to work. I'm talking like his entire life put his kids through college. Can't get a job right now. No kidding. Yep. And he used to be the voice of numerous, numerous, numerous things. No kidding. Can't get and a job that, right uh, and, and is that is that an age thing, or is it just the saturation of no uh, the industry? I have no idea. Know. I just know that every time I see him, it scares the crap out of me. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. Because a good part of your income now is, is oh, voice yeah. work. Yeah, yeah is, is voiceover work and just the business in general. I know how fickle it is that, mm. you know, I there's not a day that goes by that I don't think or don't wonder or worry, is is this it? Am, yeah. am, I, am I done now? Is this the end? Oh, my. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> I see it. On Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're hey, going to scare I, the shit out of you. Honestly, I mean, I said it when we started talking about this. Rejection is a big thing, you, and, mm -hmm. and it weeds people out, and I think that that's not a bad thing. I mean, listen, sure. I'm not one for someone to give up on their dreams, but I also, it, it for those people, and I like to consider myself one of these people who is really breaking their back and trying to do this. And, and, you know, I don't know if I love the word sacrifice, but giving up a lot uh, of at least time yeah. and energy to doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not doing that, get out of the way. Yes. If you can't handle the rejection, get out of the way. And I'm going to, I'm going to point the, I'm going to put the light on you for just a second, because <laughs> uh -oh. I, I, I wanted to ask you about this mm -hmm. going back to you've been out of the country. Yes. Didn't you just do stand up in I did. somewhere? I did. Where no, did you do it? Look at this. This is a pro. He's a pro. <laughs> he is. 
We were in Barcelona. That's you did. Right. You did stand up in Barcelona. Did stand up in Barcelona. Yeah. How did that go? It was an English speaking show. I'm not. Who cares? I'm not that fluent in Spanish. So you're an international stand up yeah. sensation. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's well. When I left, that's what they said. <laughs> but dude, you traveled to <laughs> fucking Europe, to Spain, yeah. and you're like, oh, while I'm here, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some time on stage. I, that's to, commitment. That's professionalism. It to, to stay on theme. Yes, I found out what the clubs were, and I emailed, uh, or I should say, went through Facebook Messenger, reached out to a bunch of people, and I got some very poor poor English uh, responses back. Yeah. Uh, no, we have no. I don't know why they have a Russian accent. <laughs> Whoa. No, we have no comedy for you. you yeah, know. but I'm. Uh, the... <laughs> it, but one, uh, they all said no except for one. Was like, hey, we don't have any shows in this time frame that you're here. This other guy has uh, has a room. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we passed your name on. He he reached out and he said, I would love to have you for the show. That's we, we amazing. Went to your website and stuff, and they were like, come do the show. Oh yeah. my god, how did it go? It was it was just like a showcase you would see here. Yes, yeah. the that was both comforting and also a little bit not disappointing, but it was, um, you know, you have ex, you have grander expectations when sure. you're in a different country. But it was a really cool place called called the Cave, the the, the Cave Comedy, and uh, it wasn't wasn't full. It was a smaller place, but and uh, I, it actually went pretty well. That's you know, awesome. Wrote a couple new jokes for being there, you know, in Spain, and what what would of course what would Barcelona sort of say? You know, it's what you do. You go to a new place, <laughs> you tell a couple jokes about where you're at, and I did that, and they all landed pretty well. Excellent. Um, I would say, you know, I did uh, just over ten minutes, and wow. uh, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. <laughs> well, so I, I pulled some of my references out. Yeah. So so many jokes that were were uh, non sort of pop culture or whatever that kind of reference yeah. I got rid of. What uh, what was the makeup of the crowd? Well, the crowd was from all over the place because uh, you know it, it was about five or six of us went out afterwards, and uh-huh. it was the the group that we were with, and then I'm assuming this sort of spread throughout the crowd. But there was a guy from Argentina, Colombia, wow. obviously Spain, Canada, uh, Sweden, uh, uh, Lebanon. Wow! Uh, Whoa! Uh, Berlin, it was it was crazy. That's it was phenomenal. Only me and uh, my friend John Schwart, who's been on the show. He, yep. John was there, who directed Insignificant Others yes. and wrote it. Yes, uh, he was there. So me and him and mm-hmm. uh, our other friend were there. Right. We were the only like two of the same <laughs> nationality oh <my> <laughs> people in the place. It was awesome. That's unbelievable. Cool. That's really really. Cool. It was yeah. It was very cool and uh, yeah. So if you ever have the chance to go to Spain, go to Spain. I hear it's beautiful. It was spectacular. Every part of it. Ran with the bulls. That was that's my big that was my big take. That's yep. the big thing I want to talk about. Because I'm a man, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm a man now. I don't know if I was before, <laughs> but now I can say that I'm a man. How close did they get? Arms length? Twelve feet. Twelve. That's pretty damn close. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're a little bit faster than you, I bet you. Ten or twelve. They are. They're or did you all of a sudden learn how to run faster <laughs> in that scenario? Well, so did they you're do like, this. Wow, I'm pretty fucking fast. Yeah, I was no. <laughs> It was. I didn't so much run as I did get the hell out of the way. That's pretty, that was my technique. I was like, get to the side, get out Solid. of the way. We went and walked the. We walked the route. So they do it every day for I think eight days. Maybe, yeah. So like the, the whole running of the bulls, right? It yeah. started as a way to get the bulls from the pen into the arena for the bullfights, right? You so already know more than I do about so it. San Fermin <laughs> Festival. San yes. San Fermin, I think. Is yeah, and they used to run the bulls from the, like hundreds of years ago, would run mm-hmm. the bulls from the pen, and it just became this sort of drunken thing. Gotcha. Right, where people would try to outrun the bulls as they wow. ran them to the arena. That's was my understanding of it. That's pretty of, fascinating. Yeah. So every morning, so this, this is like, the, they say, the biggest party in the world. And so what they do is at, uh, I think it's 8, 7.30, 8 o'clock, they 
about 12 bulls. Mm-hmm. They let them out. But, <laughs> but before that, so about 4 o'clock in the morning, they start putting up these rails. Right. So right. they block streets off, and, the, and these are kind of, you know, sort of holes in the ground that are there all the time. They put them in, and, the, and, and then they walk the street, and if you're too drunk, they yank your ass out because they don't <laughs> want drunk idiots because people get hurt every I'm time sure. they run. Mauled. People get killed and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so they sweep the streets, and they make sure there's no shit in there. They, they pat you down before you walk in. Oh, they yeah. don't want you to have any, you know, I'm assuming weapons, but, yeah. but I think glass is something they don't want you to have. Um, they don't want you to film stuff in there okay. i think they you need to be focused yeah. uh so yeah we got there we got there pretty early you know to be able to walk this before this whole thing went down and uh we got up at like six o'clock to go and do this and uh it was amazing and terrifying to you know to be there that early right, right. so then they put everybody they get big groups together and they pat you down and then they let you sort of walk the whole thing so you can get in and out mm-hmm. if you if you get scared or whatever right. like that, which I saw people do. Okay, I didn't do that. I'm more proud about that than anything else. <laughs> I was like, I didn't climb out. Uh, yeah. So, and but to me, I the only way, I, the best way I should say to describe it was there's hundreds of people. Yep. And no one is like messing around. I mean, like John and I are talking like, oh, this is gonna be fucking scary, man. <laughs> like that's the most. Everyone else was like stretching. Like jumping, almost like jumping jacks, like getting wow. Like it was not a up. silly thing at all. Like the cops were dead on serious. Yeah, all of the medical staff were like literally right outside <laughs> the gate because every time people are getting, you know, and have the people are the bigger problem than the bulls. I wonder I if the town secretly hates it. <laughs> I I don't know if I would be surprised. Now I did hear that's a town of about two hundred that during this festival it goes mm-hmm. up to like a million people. So wow, I'm I'm wow. assuming the uh, injection of uh, money into that economy is no one's complaining about yeah. that, um, but it's not it's not a huge town, and this is like the sort of historic part of town. Uh, but I but I I describe it the best way for me to describe what it was was uh, if you saw War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. probably Walking Dead. <laughs> it was this anticipation of these people, and everyone starts running way early. Yeah. So you see this mass of people, and it's mo- you know there's women in there too, sure. but mostly men. Okay. Literally, what it looks like is they're running for their lives. The stampeding of people, the yelling, and they're not looking forward where they're running. They're looking over their shoulders because yeah. they either want to get away from the bulls right. or the crazy ones try to touch the bulls. That's they what run. I was wondering. Is like, this, uh, is the point of it to see how close you can get and not get? I'm sure I was a shittier sort of person <laughs> there. I wanted to go experience what does this look like to be in here and do this. Yeah, I didn't have any intention of running and touching the bulls. I think John, maybe not the first time, but the second time around, wanted to do that. What, what, mm-hmm. You did it twice. We did it twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we did. It. <laughs> okay. You kind of you kind of buried that part. Of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fir- yeah. The first time I was up against a fence. <laughs> In an area that I was like, I don't think. I mean, they could have cut, cut. They get tripped up and fall over people and knock somebody out or whatever. It affects where they're running. They're not, you know, they usually stay in the middle. But so was know. it the second running that made you a man? The second running, the second running made you a man. Made man. Yeah, first <laughs> yeah. one you were like, no, I'm still not a man. I'm not a man. No, I'm no. not a man. Yeah, I was like, like literally, like arm on the fence. Like, yeah. if I need to get out of here, I'm getting yeah. out of here. Out now, of here. is there any photo proof? That you guys did this? Yeah. Any video proof? Yeah, in fact. The actual running? I'm going to show. I'm Do you have, like, everybody wears, like, the white shirt with the red 
like scarf, right? Uh, go to at King Jason Allen and you'll see quite a few uh, uh, photos. But I'm going to show you a picture right now. All so right. Everyone's going to talk amongst yourselves. Uh, the second day, I, d- I felt much better about it because we were in a in a more narrow. It's it's so narrow. I mean, you can hardly right. drive a car down these down these things. You yeah. Know? Uh, certainly not two side by side. So right. you you don't have a lot of you don't have anywhere to go. European uh, streets pretty tight. You ever been to Spain? Uh, nope. You ever been to Europe? Mm, Canada and Mexico, that's it. Oh. Yeah, yeah yes, I'm a world Mexico traveler. Mexico is right. the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. See the circled sp- p- guy right there? That's you. That's me. Oh so God. that's on, like, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Wait. That's not even, That's not a person. <laughs> that could be anything. It's barely me, that's yeah. You. But that's me. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jason. <laughs> I, it is. That's exactly where I was. That's right. And, and one of these people running, I'm pretty sure, is John as well. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Look at yeah. there's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's hundreds of people. of people. So uh, yeah, and as these guys go down through, uh, some people get right. knocked the fuck out in yeah. that in the tunnel. No. So this goes into to the right right here. It okay. goes into the big arena. Okay. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so if you're fast enough, you get into the arena before they close the doors. And then while you're in there, there's twenty thousand people in this arena. Oh, nice. And then they let more bulls out. Hmm. But they let out like cat, like smaller bulls. These are still big ass bulls. Yeah. <laughs> and we have footage Only the of the nine hundred pound bulls. <laughs> yeah, we have footage of, of and they let these bulls out one at a time. And there's all these people, and the thing is, you run up, you try to touch it, and wow. as it runs, and it just destroys people. Jesus, like what? Watching there's like oh, that guy might be dead. Is yeah. he dead? I don't know. <laughs> then you see him, he get up and runs away, and you're like, holy shit, what is wrong <laughs> with this country? It's amazing. It was one of the. I never got into the arena. Right. I just, I, John got in there the first day. Did he really? Second day, he didn't. I didn't right. really want to do it. I, you know, uh, he very well could have, but uh, yeah, he got. We have some footage. We're some more videos coming out of this, uh, this All stuff. Right. So look for that. And uh, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. It was great. <laughs> you yeah, could, right. you could. It sounds like conceivably run the route. How far is it? How far is it from the pens to the? Uh, you know, the whole thing lasts about four or four or five minutes. So how oh, long? Oh, so does it, it take? could be. You know, oh, wow. so it could be a mile. I, well, you definitely it would be a world class mile at four minutes. Yeah, but it's not a mile. It's definitely not. It's more like a half a mile. I think. I mean, it is. So know. conceivably, you could run the route and never see a bull. Uh, right. I mean, kind of like you know, if you kind of waited till you saw the crowd and then. I don't. I mean, if you are you, I mean, yeah. There's some people. I'll, I'll say this. So when, so they fire off a rocket like that, like a mm-hmm. you know a sizable rocket when they let the bulls out. By okay. the time they get to the start of the run, they set a second one off. So you know the bulls are in there. Okay. Bulls are there. Watch your ass, kind of shit. Right. And it's, you know, the guys at the front I, I, who run, I don't think would make it to the arena before they close the doors. Maybe that's happened before. I, I don't know. My guess is maybe some have, but I certainly wasn't going to do that. I, the guys I, in the front of... So the, at the start of the run, right. when the bulls are there, if they were to chase the bulls the whole way... The bulls right. are faster than yeah, the yeah, yeah, people yeah. really okay. are. So yeah. I, they could probably get there. I mean, obviously the bulls do it, so but not very many people that I know of. That didn't sound like that was a thing that happened that much. Yeah. Um, I, you know... I wasn't really rushing to get in there because I didn't know what I was going in there for. And then I saw that and I was like, thank God I didn't get in there. <laughs> and by the way, Josh Norman ran. Yeah, I saw that. So that he ran the yeah. second day with us. Yeah, and he was in the arena and he jumping over arena. a bull I, or something. I, I like, have footage yeah. of him jumping over bulls. Oh, that's and crazy. someone was like, hey, that's Josh Norman. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I, I send him the footage on, on uh, Josh Norman was the. Uh, is he a safety or is he a defensive he's a, back? Yeah, he's a, a defensive back, former Panther, now with uh, the Redskins. Now the Redskins, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Uh, 
So he, uh, yeah, so he was, it was kind of awesome. And I remember watching him jump, and I was like, that crazy son of a bitch just jumped <laughs> that bolt. What's going on? I was like, that's a man. He's showing off. That's a man. That's a man. That's I'm a man. A, I don't know if I'm a man. I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm more like a man. <laughs> man. Man. Oh, man. So that's, that's pretty I'm, cool. I would imagine then that there's some new bull running material coming our way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I might show you something after, All after right. this. So okay. like, there's a little bit, there might be a couple of videos coming out. Um, anyway. So, yeah, uh, that's very cool. It was great. It was yeah. an amazing, like yeah, eight, what eight a, or nine days, whatever experience. it was there. Barcelona was fantastic. Uh, travel. That's my advice to anybody. Figure out how to go it's really somewhere. Great. Been it to was Windsor. The most fun. Windsor, Ontario. Been there. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Nogales, Mexico. Different people. <laughs> <laughs> Met a lot of Canadians <laughs> out there, actually. Really? Yeah, the yeah. Canadians yeah. love them some Europe. Quite yeah. a few. They made yeah. these really, they were like characters out of a novel, these two. Canadian kind of jack dudes who were like really yeah they were great lumberjacks kind of they're Vancouver like they were like Canadians you know and they're like <laughs> we like to drink like a lot eh you know and they were the, and they were like handsome they got like tatted they got uh, sleeves nice. they had these like their lovely wives and they just wanted to get part like get hammered and <laughs> so we told them where we were going and they showed up the second day and they were just still hung over like bad they're like we don't even know nice. why we're here eh? you know <laughs> and i keep saying that but that's how they no, said exactly they were the coolest yeah. and I, I it sounds like i'm making fun of them not they were no, they were great very and they, uh and if they know where i live i don't want them to come get me <laughs> they were great though it was really cool cool so anyway Brian, we're glad you came to this, man. This man, is really I appreciate I'm, it. This was fantastic. Heck yeah, you're you're a brilliant guy. So we're oh, glad. Come, come back, but come be a regular on the show. Come be a friend of the show. Isn't I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say you're a friend. Yeah. I mean, he's in the network family, so I mean, that, there there, there's that. Look at that. See, so, yeah. This is how we need to. Yeah. Cross. That's great. Yeah. Cross pollinate. You come to my place. I'll come to yours. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's something we should talk about seriously. Uh, no question. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Will missed a great show. Um, is, oh, how do we how do we find you? What's your all your uh, social medias? Uh, you can find uh, you can find you may have seen on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. There's a very tiny presence on Twitter. Um, I you can d- go to my website brianlafontaine.com and um, you know look at all my pretty pictures and videos and you know look at that find and stuff and, and look stuff. them up on IMDb and saw, see all the amazing work that you've done they should do that and rent them and so they get, you get money for it they would be great <laughs> and uh, ke- keep coming back here and listening to the Comedy Zone podcast Brian you're great Brian Balto you're great anything to, to, anything to end on buddy uh, funny on the fly tomorrow night but it'll be two days ago as you hear this for the first time so never mind so never mind <laughs> <laughs> uh, queencitypodcastnetwork.com perfect <laughs> alright thanks for listening everybody have a good night Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs> <laughs>